freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like, the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Yeah, we had a lot of people on the phones earlier. We got a couple there as well now, Brock, because when you go through it, I know people think it's simple. I'll just sign Geno Smith. I don't think it's that simple. That's been like the people who want to sign Geno say it's simple. It's not simple. Mm-mm. Not if you want to win a Super Bowl. If you're afraid of the unknown, yes. How can it be simple when Andrew Brandt just told you it's the most complex QB market he's ever seen? Right. How can it possibly be simple? It's only simple then if you're totally myopic and only looking at it from the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith point of view, which you cannot do when you're running a team and you're competing in the NFL where every last little detail matters, Mm. where the line between winning and losing is so fine, where the parity is pretty deep across this league and where a turnaround could come in a single season or two from out of the playoffs to playing in a Super Bowl. How can, how can it be simple when the market is that complex? When a market now has a Derek Carr and an Aaron Rodgers right. and possibly a Lamar Jackson, when a market has multiple quarterbacks that are going to go in the top 10, then when a market has second-tier level QBs like Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith. And like Daniel I, I just, Jones. I just don't understand how it can be simple. No, I think it's actually incredibly complicated. I, I, I'm with you and I'm with Andrew Brandt, who, who's been looking at this stuff even longer than either of us have. I mean, he's done it as a GM. He's done it or as, a, as an executive. He's done it as, a, as an agent. I mean, he's done it in a couple of different capacities, mm-hmm. and he's saying it's that complicated. It is. But there's got to also be a reason why the Seahawks aren't being, you know, even listed on any of these possibilities because everyone just seems to assume it's getting done with Geno. I I always hesitate to assume John Schneider's going to do anything the way he's being expected to because that tends to be when he just completely surprises you, right? 13 different teams for Lamar Jackson. Uh, The best odds are the Atlanta Falcons plus 300. Followed by the Jets and Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, which would be fascinating. Even at the bottom, with the number two pick in the draft, are the Texans at plus thirty three hundred. Miami on that list for him. Uh, the Dolphins are yeah plus twelve hundred. Yeah, I could see that one. And the Forty Niners plus twelve hundred. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Again, thirteen teams. About what the Hitman said. Our QB needy teams, the Raiders minus 300, the Jets plus 200, and then the odds go way up from there. And and Derek Carr, as I said to you yesterday, my gut, my hunch is he wants to be with Frank Reich and like-minded people. They're plus 140, number one, the Saints plus 150, the Jets plus 350. I just uh, signed your friend Jim Caldwell, too. I don't know if you saw that in Carolina to be a senior something. I mean, yeah, it's senior like, consultant. Yeah, analyst. something like that. Yep. So, so not yeah. even the Seahawks, not even mentioned with, with those three but guys. I, I also feel like nobody mentions the Seahawks for anything. They just forget that they exist. So I, I don't know whether that's particularly telling. And if John decides he wants to go do something, it doesn't matter what any of those odds makers say. It matters what the Seahawks want. 866 Seven, six. Let me grab uh, Cody and Edmonds. Good morning, Cody. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, so, uh, what I want to talk about is I believe that Gino is just the right guy for the Seahawks right now. Uh, I'm not saying pay him Mahomes money or pay him ridiculous money, but you got to pay him in that 30 ish million dollar range for. 
two to three years with the option to cut them loose in the third year if you want to lower the cap hit the first year. At the very least, you can get another quarterback behind him to train up so that he's working the system the way you want him to. Mm-hmm. You know, that was nice. And Thank you. also... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, just one more thing. Just one more little thing. Uh, I also believe that Geno Smith is at least as good as Eli Manning. And Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. So that's, that's an argument that I have for that as well. <laughs> Yeah, so when you ask that question, thank you, Cody. Can you win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith? Well, you, you did win a couple with Eli, and Geno's numbers were better than Eli's numbers in either of those Super Bowl winning years, though Eli was pretty big in big moments in both of those he games. No. Uh, and to Cody's point there, and, and and I have thought about this, well, what if he's a bridge? What if he is a bridge to a mm-hmm. first-round quarterback? You he's know? your Alex Smith. Well, it was sure nice when that bridge was Matt Flynn, and you paid Matt Flynn $10 million, right. and you got out of that deal. That would that that's a nice bridge, thirty something million dollars. It's not bridge money. That's what was that? I don't remember what Alex Smith made when he was in Kansas City, but that was essentially what he became there as well. Right. He was a good quarterback. I think he brought them to the playoffs after he brought the brought the Niners to the playoffs. Yep. I mean, like there, Alex Smith was a good player. Yep, but he was a bridge there, and I I don't remember well, and what Mahomes they paid him. Just went on and on recently about how much he took him under his wing and how great of a guy he was. I, I think there's some value to that. Again, like yes. I, I like the idea of Geno Smith being here in Seattle. I like Gino. I like him here in Seattle. I want him back. I bristle at thirty plus million dollars for Gino Smith. Mm-hmm. I, I just it, saying that out loud makes it really hard for me. And I got this text message here, which which is it's such an important one. This comes from the three six zero. Did the Seahawks lose last year due to Gino Smith or due to an inept defense? The inept defense, much more so than Gino Smith. But the question back to you, 360, is how do you improve the inept defense while paying Geno Smith significantly more money than he's making right now, like $30 million more? Mm. How do you do that? Well, how, that you, if someone can answer me that question, I'm in. As I said, I'm happy to let Geno Smith be the quarterback here if you can create an elite defense. But you're going to go from inept to elite while spending $30 million extra on your cap on Geno Smith? That's hard for me to understand how that's a pathway to a Super Bowl. Uh, Alex Smith signed a four-year, $68 million deal for the Kansas City Chiefs, of which total guaranteed was $45 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2014. Today's dollars, That's it's north of that. That, that was with that cap then. So they paid him what would be relative to Geno making $35 million today, hmm. right? I mean, they, they paid him the equivalent. If you put that deal together, those are $2,014. I don't know those exactly, but with you know the cap growth and the escalator and everything else, you're probably looking at four years and $120 million with you know 60 of it guaranteed or pretty darn close to it. I think so. so. They, they you think it'd be pretty, that much? Yeah, the cap went money. down for a little while. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. You'd have to, you know. Well, it would be more than $100 million. It would be, yeah. It, it would, would be, be more, legit money, though. It'd be legit money. Hmm. There you go. All right. Well, maybe that's the pathway to doing it. I mean, certainly it worked for Kansas City as they eventually uh, developed a Patrick Mahomes. But you've got to also be willing to take that kind of a risk on a, on a player that you think is going to be the future yep. of your franchise. And that's, uh, you know, th- those, those don't grow on trees. So good conversation. Thanks for the phone calls. I guess some other people on hold and uh, maybe we'll get to them a little bit later i've got more valentines for you i don't know whether people are going to want this one though 
This is one's this kind of rude. Is this like an Apple review as well? How are we doing on that? Are we at four seven? Uh, you're still in a four six. Does that, does that mean people wanted the Luis Casillo one? Because you. I'm just saying. That, I I got this one here from uh, from Larry Salk. Oh. My dad texted me a Valentine's Whoa. Day poem, but I don't know whether you guys are gonna like it. I don't like it. Is it a shot at us? I really don't root for the Hawks. My allegiance is more to the Pats and Sox. One of my favorite moments from a Super Bowl past is one that surely will last and last. At the end of the game, when Russell sought fame, he looked really sick when Butler was there for the pick. That's just not right. Wow. Wow. Can you believe he would come in with a kill shot like that? No. I know. Boo this man. (laughs) He built all this goodwill a year ago. Boo this man. He built all of this loyalty and equity with an amazing dessert list that he ranks, right? Yeah. I got a... I mean, all of that just flushed right down the Why would he do that? I mean, he just... It's like he doesn't value his brand, right? (laughs) Somebody's got to get with him and really help him with his brand. I got... uh, Adam Ray, uh, Bob Bob uh, Stelton's good friend oh, and yeah. uh, professional comedian, he uh, sent me a. Right, he likes you leading the intro of who he is with professional comedian. comedian. Bob's good friend, <laughs> like accomplished actor and comedian, right? Uh-huh. Friend of Bob Stelton's and F-O-B. also professional comedian Adam Ray. Well, he sent me a poem, but it's so long. I don't know. We only have fifty minutes left in the show. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to read the whole thing. So I don't. Know. We'll see how much time we have Can after you tweet to like know. A screen shot of it or something no or? it's too long for that oh. and uh i'll have to it's gonna take me long enough to read through it just to be able to see if it's if it's you know clean enough to read on the air true so we'll see what happens uh, i have that potentially justin who is your uh, poem to uh my best friend your best friend yeah wow will we get some queen with that uh you're my best friend we'll see Ooh. uh that's all coming up ranked as well it's brock and salk seattle sports on 710 seattlesports.com need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know up first well when is this gonna happen been waiting all morning really thought it was gonna go down yesterday but still nothing between the raiders and Derek carr the expectation is that he will be cut at some point today once he's released he can sign with any team right away doesn't need to wait for the start of free agency in march so do i think he's gonna sign here in seattle no Probably no. not. No, he's not. I don't think it's impossible, but I would say... It's a physical impossibility. It's not a physical impossibility. It is a 0.0% chance. But I would be very surprised if he signed here. However, I think he, there are a lot of comps between him and Gino, so whatever deal he gets may be somewhat instructive in terms of Gino Smith. Now, by the way, whether or not he is going to sign here... KJ Wright, kind of intrigued by the possibility of his old teammate playing with his old team. If we cannot get Geno done, um, I like him over Drew Locke, and I was with Derek Carr last year. Talented quarterback, teammates love him, teammates respect him, and I believe that when it comes to Coach Carroll once again, I believe that Coach Carroll can fix Derek Carr. I believe that he can bring out the best in him leadership-wise. I believe he can bring out the best in him with protecting the football with all those interceptions he's thrown. I believe that he can come into this system with the weapons that we have. If we can find a great number with Derek Carr, I believe that will be a really good pickup. All right, what's that number? Because I think it's going to be somewhat similar to what Geno gets. I think that number is going to be found in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's what the odds makers feel as well. 
I think that's where there's a lot of connections. A bunch of coaches that have been hired, very much like-minded with Derek Carr. He gets out of the AFC and gets away from Mahomes and gets away from Josh Allen and gets away from Herbert in his division and gets away, frankly, from the chaos and mess it has been, the Las Vegas Raiders, over his decade of being there. So I think it's Carolina, New Orleans, the Jets, much like it is. Similar teams have been linked to Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson, what happens there? All sorts of QB news, as Andrew Brand said, which is why anybody that says this is so simple with Gino and this whole thing is so simple, I would just halt that thought and make sure you look at the totality of the QB market that, as Andrew Brandt says, is as complex as he's ever seen it. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, we are nearly here. It's spring training time. Uh, tomorrow, pitchers and catchers report. The day after, on Thursday, will be their first workout. We've already seen videos of guys like Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Andres Munoz, Colton Wong, all at the facility working out. Good to see Wong working on his defense with Coach Perry Hill. I think that will be a huge, huge development this year for uh, for him and his future and what he can do for the Mariners. Matt Brash has been working at driveline all offseason, worked on a new Cutter, etc., and they're real high on him. Chris Langan, who uh, joined Wyman and Bob yesterday, had a pretty good comp for his four seam fastball. A good comp by Luis Castillo. He got all kinds of whiffs with his four seam fastball, and his four seamer is basically the same as Matt's. The difference is Luis throws a, a sinker with it, and to be frank, his sinker is kind of the pitch that people see on the report, I think, a lot of the time. Um, and when you're balancing those two pitch shapes, that can then make your four seamer play up above what its current potential is. So, that's another benefit of that. It's an interesting comp, though. I mean, he does it with a slider coming off of it, but the kid guy went on to say that the slider was as good as any in Major League history. So mm-hmm. they're pretty high on Matt Brash, who I think is going to be in a lot of high-leverage spots this year. You know, it's going to be fun about spring training and what has gotten fun about baseball and fascinating, frankly, about the game with technology is there are those like Matt Brash and so many others that have just been hunkered down a driveline. Right? It's, it's not too dissimilar to a driving range, I'm sure, with pro golfers. And some of them want every last detail. They want to know the spin rate. They want to know the arc. They want to know the launch angle. They want to know every last detail. And then your buddy you wrote that poem to, uh, Luis Castillo, I'm, I'm going to guess it doesn't even look at any of it. Nope. It, is, it has been back home this offseason. And, and as we know, ramps up during spring training and really uses spring training. And he is all about feel. And it just give me the feel and, and the touch of all of those elite pitches that he has. It's what makes the game and covering the game and talking about the game, especially in this day and age, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Here's the third thing you need to know. Kraken continue their road trip, uh, wrap it up tonight in Winnipeg. Pretty good matchup. Jets have a good team, second in the Central. Super Bowl does uh, $113 million worth of an, or a million people watching. It's a pretty good audience. Third all highest all time. And then one other note, Colts made their decision. They've hired former uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Steichen. Steichen, excuse me, as their new head coach. And I hear you, Larry, okay? I hear you, Mr. Salk. I know it was the Patriots and Seahawks, and that finished. It had 114.6 million people watching it. Yeah, a little bit more than watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Well, there you go. That's everything you need to know. My dad, um, well, he heard some of the hate. Larry Salk is dead to us. I mean, that really felt unnecessary. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Really, really not nice. Roses are red. Their thorns cause violence. Salk's Boston father needs to be silenced. 
Wow. That's, a, that's a kind of a mean Valentine's Day response. Real aggressive there. I suggested that maybe, you know, this wasn't good for my dad's brand, and he wrote me back and said, I love it. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So mm. apparently uh, apparently he's making a heel turn right before spring training, which I think is a bit of a mistake. Dang, this is his opportunity to kind of, you know, shine. Have I told you my Shane Steichen story, by the way? I don't think so. 2020, when I was flipped over doing NFL games for Fox. Okay. And every meeting was obviously on Zoom because things were uh, shut down. So you get on Zoom and you're kind of like, oh, okay. You recognize people. And uh, Shane Steichen was there and he's with the Chargers at that point. And we're like, okay, who's this media guy? What's his name? Where's coordinator? Where's co-? Like he was just sitting there right on Zoom. Like, um, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knew who Shane Steichen was. Like, right. I. It, couldn't put a face to him. Couldn't put a name to him. He's like, "Hey, I'm Shane." And it's, "Oh, oh, hey, Shane, how are you, man?" You know, kick back in the gear. And three years later, now he's NFL head coach of your Indianapolis Colts. There you go. Good for him. Shane Pretty good Steichen. rise up the up the ranks. Things turn quickly. All right, I told you I have a very long uh, Valentine's Day poem from Adam Ray. Would you like to hear it? This is uh, Bob Stelton's friend and professional comedian Adam Ray. So here you go. I will you do my best seconds. to read it. Huh? You got thirty seconds. Go. One day, dear Russ, it's a it's a note to Russ for Valentine's Day. One day you came into our lives and charmed the fellas and their wives. You won so much we didn't know how much you needed to run the show. Your selfies were off. Your sandwich was weird. You lost our Super Bowl with Kenny Rogers' beard. You and Pete were like carrots and peas. You ran like Vic and you threw like Breeze. You were good with the kids and great on the mic. You said go Hawks more than I've been on a bike. From Mr. Unlimited to the mile-high flack, criticism he knows and is looking to lack. I enjoyed Russ in our city, gave us memories for years, the scrambles, the touchdowns, the non-alcoholic beers. So on Valentine's Day, we say what we feel. Stop stretching on planes and order the veal. Connect with your team like you connect with IG. And maybe one day, even Elway will see. You were worth all the cash... All the hope and fanfare instead of making your fans pull out all of their hair. I'll donate to your charity, even if it's not real. I'll karaoke with you as long as it's sealed. Your story ain't done, so don't run and hide. And for God's sakes, please try and stop saying let's ride. It's it's 1220 a.m. The melatonin's kicking in. So I'll close with a line from my brother-in-law, Tim. He thinks Russ stinks, and he's glad that he's gone. He's He also thinks... You can only find Bigfoot at dawn. A new year waits. <laughs> we know who you are. So stop spinning the wheel and go in that car. There's a Price is Right reference. Russ needs to get loose. Maybe call up Frank Thomas and get some Nugenix juice. <laughs> All over the place. That's went on a journey. That is a professional comedian. That's a professional and comedian and a friend of Bob Stelton. Let's be very clear. Yeah, first, well done. First and Correct. foremost, friend of Bob's. All right, good job, Adam. Uh, I've got more here. I've got more from our friend Alex. Justin's got his to his best friend. We'll do those next, plus a whole lot more. Brock and Sox, Seattle Sports on 710. You're listening to Brock and Sox. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, I got to say a uh, nice thank you to the lovely Betsy. Despite being sick, she was nice enough to uh, send us some roses. 
here on Valentine's Day, which wow. is very nice. Now, wow, we know that. Thank you, Betsy. For all the grief. Now, mine, I have to say, th- I got some as well. Moore and I, I both got roses. Also. Mine came in a Morton Salt container. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means or what she's trying to suggest there. Maura, what did yours come in? Venture a guess. That you, it might be that you're salty. A little salty, yeah. Um, and yours? Mine came in a Pringles container. Oh. And also a sour cream and onion Pringles container, which is the best flavor, <laughs> by the way. Certainly. So, so they're white roses. I so, I, you know, all roses have, Brock, as I'm sure you know, each color has its own symbol. So I was a little curious what white roses symbolize. Mm. You know, I want to make red. We know is for love, and it would be inappropriate for for Betsy to have sent us red roses. Right. Yes. I thought yes. that she would send sort of the friendship rose, but that's a yellow rose. Oh, so do you know what rose. the white rose symbolizes? Purity, purity, youthfulness, and innocence. So perhaps she's trying to make a claim about her own innocence and purity after inviting herself wow. to my house this weekend really, and then really not coming. You would twist this. She does a nice thing. I think that's very nice. No, it's a nice claim of your of your youthfulness, innocence, and purity. Totally agree. And I'm sure that you guys are going to have wow. a great time. Well, so. you also mentioned you you're, uh, you left all the salt out of your seven-layer dip. That's so, true. So. I needed a little extra <laughs> after the seven-layer dip. That's true. Yeah, I was getting it all from the chips. So Good. thank you uh, to Betsy. We appreciate yes, it. It's a very nice Valentine's Day gift. Um, all right, let's see. Brock, you asked us yesterday how we would feel. Because you brought up a name that, that we hadn't talked much about. Mm-hmm. Lamar we've talked about yeah, we've talked about Derek Carr. Oh my gosh, heaven knows you talked about Baker May- Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Mm-hmm. So much so we're not even going to utter their names. No, we're uh, done this, with that <laughs> this time around. We're done with that. <laughs> Worn us out. Aaron Rodgers isn't coming. He's not coming to Seattle. But Lamar Jackson's potentially available. He's a former MVP. He's one of, to me, the most exciting player in the game. I know a lot of other people that disagree with that. But if there's one player I'd want to watch every week, he would probably be it right now in the NFL with his acceleration, his speed, the way he flicks the ball. I just, I find him to be incredibly entertaining watch. I don't know whether he's the most accurate quarterback in the world, and I don't know whether or not you can win with him and his his issues with uh, with with staying out on the field availability. Mm-hmm. But he's potentially available. He wants to get paid. Would you trade for him, Pam? And he just turned 26, by the way. I think he's Stetson Bennett's age. He's young. Yeah, and Hendon Hooker is like 25, that kid that I referenced. So he's just so, 26. He just turned 26 in January. So, Brock, make the case for and or against trading for and re-signing Lamar Jackson. The case for, and it would be a significant haul. Who knows exactly what that looks like, but there is no question it's your first round picks, five and 20. So two of those, maybe next year's first and throw in an, another player, maybe a Will Disley or, right? I mean, they're, they're, you're talking significant. That market's been pretty set for franchise MVP level quarterbacks. So you're looking at two to three first rounders. Russell last year at 34, coming off of an injury riddled year, you know, still got you two first rounders, two second rounders, two players. So you're looking at a significant haul. And that to me is where this stops. I can't make the case for all of that haul. I can't. I'm one of the of the 9,000 people that voted on my little poll here. I'm one of the 69% that just says no. You didn't create that po- that whole haul in your in your tweet though. In the scenario you listed it was 20, 37 and next year's first. Yeah. And I think that that was light. I, I think, think I, more I, than I think I'd about. make I think that deal. 
20, next, 2037, next year's first for Lamar Jackson? Yes, I would absolutely do well, that. Well, 69%, even with that, on the very like light sour cream end, mm. said no thanks. So you start to get to a little bit deeper because I think that there will be. If there's 13 teams that have odds on him, you're looking at a market in New Orleans, Atlanta. You know, you're looking at a bunch of teams, and when there's a bunch of teams, that market you know rises up. Right. And when they're if so, it goes a- up anywho. beyond that, I would certainly you know have to okay. think about it. But twenty thirty-seven and next year's first. But here's yes, the case, I would do that for Lamar Jackson. Here's the case four. Okay, here's the case four. Back to first hour of the show. Back to that yellow legal pad that I love so much. Actually, as I've gotten older, prefer the white, but that's fine. I'm more of a purity and friendship guy. But anyway, white or yellow legal pad, either way. Uh, because if you want to get to a Super Bowl in three years, Lamar Jackson's your path to do that. Mm-hmm. He is he is physically capable uh, of playing the game at a level that is different. When Pete Carroll says this guy is just different, I mean, CX couldn't tackle him when he came in the building a couple years ago, and and he is just. Uh, and you give him DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you give him two young tackles, you give him Ken Walker, you give him the weapons that he has never had in Baltimore, that kind of weaponry, and and you give him Pete Carroll, is as Mark Sanchez said to us over the course of this season, part of why Gino did what Gino did is because of Pete's infusion of just joy and love and confidence and everything. The opposite of what he's had to face in Baltimore mm. with a relationship that's totally soured there. And a Greg Roman, his former coordinator, who is a pretty salty Morton Salt guy himself. So you want to give me the quickest path to a Super Bowl, and you want to pair together Pete Carroll with a guy that he would absolutely love. You st- and oh, by the way, as Sounds I said, pretty good. I'm pretty convinced, man. You sold me. And as I said, well, you're easily sold anyway. He's, <laughs> <laughs> with Lamar, you're, that's about the easiest sell it's there. It's not is. a hard sell. I really no. like Lamar Jackson. And plus, he'd just be fun. But no, the first thing you said was the thing that sells me more than anything else. If you want to make a Super Bowl in the next three years, he's your quickest path there. I think it's is. a risk. There's no yep. doubt about it. But yep. all of these are risks. Paying Gino's a risk because you don't have enough around you right now to make a Super Bowl. And he's not going to be better in all likelihood than he was this past year. Drew Locke and trying to go after some free agents, gigantic risk. All of these things have risk associated with them. Drafting a quarterback at number five or anywhere, of course there's a risk associated. You don't know yep. what that guy does in the NFL. Yep. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Yep. And he's available potentially. Yeah, and one other fun little wrinkle to this exercise is, as I said to you in Blue 88, it just so happens that Pete Carroll's, one of Pete Carroll's right-hand men that have been with him the entire time here in Seattle, who is a terrific guy, uh, just interviewed for that OC job in Baltimore, not once, but twice. Did not get the job. Todd Munkin, the coordinator with the Georgia Bulldogs, goes back to the NFL. That's a big loss for Georgia. That guy is very, very good. Mm. So he goes to Baltimore. But for two interviews... Your guy was in the building and heard everything about Lamar Jackson, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Got to watch all the tape. And I'm sure John Harbaugh said to him, okay, how are you going to utilize this guy? Here's how he's been used in the past. Here's all these things. Here's been some of his limitations. Here's been some of his struggle with vision or accuracy. Hey, man, watch the tape. And Dave Canales poured over those tapes and that process more than anybody. And, oh, by the way, gained an intel in that building that you would never have gotten unless you were a finalist for the coordinator job and got to sit in there. So that adds just to me a, a fun level of, of intrigue, right? Just a little, just a, yet another little wrinkle to the mix. I, I think that sounds good. <laughs> like, I don't know why we have to continue the segment and do the other side of it. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Let's just get Lamar well, Jackson because, here. Uh, the other side of it, you're going to pay him $50 million? 
right? To, to Andrew Brandt's point about how much or how secure, uh, it's going to be a lot of much, and it's going to probably be a lot of secure, and then you're going to go down the road that the Rams have gone down, where you're going to pay the piper, right? You are, you are going to go all in, and you are going to spend immense cash on hand, and you're going to pay him significant guarantees, hundreds, 150, 170, 108, who knows what it is. Right, Russell Wilson again. Just last year, got 160 million guaranteed dollars. So, are you ready to jump in those waters again? So, what's the knock on him? Accuracy? On Lamar? Yeah. What's what what what? Just without looking, what is Lamar's completion percentage in his career? Oh, probably 63, 64. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's better than I think people would have assumed. Right? I mean, it's 63.7% for his career. Well, the kid out of Florida, Anthony Richardson, has not had one game in his career where he broke the 60% threshold. Well, this guy's a 63%, almost 64% passer in in his career, in the NFL. I mean, that's pretty successful. And it's not his top skill. Right? He certainly has a cannon for an arm. He can throw it as far as you would want him to. He flings the ball. Um, Can he throw for a whole bunch of touchdowns? Well, he led the league in touchdown throws a few years ago. He threw 36 in the in that season. Does mm-hmm. he throw a lot of interceptions? He's had how many seasons in his career of 10-plus interceptions? Any guesses? Zero. One. One season. Yep. By year, three, six, nine, 13, and seven. Mm-hmm. He doesn't turn the ball over very often at all. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, he is arguably the fastest offensive player in football. Maybe there's a couple other guys that would be in that conversation, but he's he's in it as well. I don't know, man. Like a lot of the knocks on Lamar don't sound as serious as maybe they're made out to be. No, it's availability. It's durability and availability. It's how long can he continue to sustain at that, at that size, playing the game the way he plays it, maximizing his greatest strength, which is a gear that only Michael Vick has had, frankly, in in all of our years of watching quarterbacks that can, that can tuck the ball and run. I think it's him and Michael Vick. And then there's a Delta. It's the acceleration, right? I mean, his ability to go from zero to 60 that quickly, it's, there's nobody else like him, man. He is at times completely unstoppable. And you're right. If you could unlock even more of that with what Pete Carroll does and some of the weaponry, he's never had a DK Metcalf to throw the ball to and just chuck it up there. And he's still only thrown, you know, a max of 13 interceptions one time in his career, been under 10 every other year and he's a 64 percent passer yep yeah what are we waiting for let's go trade let's go bring this dude I don't think in we even here. needed to hear salt's four argument we've been hearing it we needed yes. his against all right what's the against go ahead mora you didn't you, you didn't hate him i did but i don't want to give it now i'm excited i don't want to give my against you go be the killjoy i'm excited bring in lamar all right. well i did both lj era my against would be I first of all I I don't agree with you I think he's going to be much more expensive than the Russell trade was I think because of his age and because of the MVP that he won and the level of talent he has it, despite the injuries the Ravens aren't going to give him up unless they get a huge haul and then you're looking at it, signing a quarterback that wants around 50 million a year and he wants it fully guaranteed he hasn't played a full slate of games since 2018 he only played in 12 games each of the last two seasons has been unavailable when his team is in the playoffs has never thrown for more than 2,900 yards in a season. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett each have hit 900 receiving yards or more in every single season since DK arrived in 2019. Lamar Jackson's top two receivers have only had 900 or more receiving yards in one of those seasons. Mm. And that's me counting Mark Andrews as a mm. receiver. Mm. Um, and I know Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, as we discussed yesterday, but Tyler Lockett and DK are two of your bigger cap hits 
on your team. Yeah, you get rid of those guys. Them. Build around Lamar. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Forget all those guys. Simple. And, like, you've been so set on you don't want to pay the quarterback too much because you need to build the defense. He's had great defenses most of the time he's Lamar, been in Baltimore. What have they go. done? He's bringing an MVP. In Lamar, bringing in Lamar doesn't solve your defensive issues all right, because he's right. had good defenses. And all right. what has he done? Killjoy over You know what there. else I don't want? Is if, we do, if, if it were to happen, if we were to pull this off, we'd get part two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me being in love. Yeah. Hey, who did you write your poem for, Justin? Oh, yeah. Speaking my, of which. For my, my best friend. Who is your best friend? Well, I I have two here, and I thought one might be better to do in Arizona. Oh, okay, good. So you want to wait on that one? Well, should I? Because well, it would be weird to do day. a Valentine's Day poem in Arizona. Okay. Why don't you do it today? Let's hear what you got for Valentine's okay. Day. Your cheeks are red. You're loved by blue. Your dumper is big. Can I move in with you? <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day, Cal. No, wow. my real, that's what I want to say for Arizona. My real one yeah. was he walks in power like a gilded knight of boundless bombs and a glove airtight. And all that's best of his charm, I shout, thank you, Cal, for ending the drought. Ah, that's good. Uh, thank you. Two poems for Cal Rowland. How about that? I mean, I just had wow. to do it. Add that it's to the list of restraining orders. Wow. We're going to get put against us. Our, our friend Alex has written a poem about you, Justin. Oh, no. <laughs> Justin and Betsy. Oh, no. Coupled like mustard and mayo. <laughs> with stars in their eyes like they're both Galileo. A true love that reaches from here to Montevideo. So why do his friends call him poor Justy Teo? <laughs> Be catfished. Aww. That's not nice. <laughs> Quite a day we've had with all of these uh, oh, wait, beautiful poems. We had one poems. from Madden, Oregon that, that Brock and I liked. No, please uh, read it. Oh, Brock and Salk, I love you so. One plays the hero, one plays the foe. You've come so far and grown so much. Brock through baseball, Salk through lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you brought on Justin and all his tattoos. We can't forget Betsy, who's just a ruse. Oh. But if there's one thing in my heart that always lingers, it's the angelic laugh of old Pringle fingers. <laughs> oh. That's nice. Sweet. A lot of people good. making the same joke about poor Mora. Mm. Well, Mora's about to suffer some more because time for ranks. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Well, with all the conversation today about Derek Carr, Brock, we thought we would Ooh. rank cars. Can't believe this hasn't been done. Yeah, it's sort of strange you that have we haven't not ranked, ranked cars. cars. Nope, we have not. We've discussed it several times, so Morris heard this rank probably three or four different times. Right, but today yes, we actually are doing it officially. <laughs> now you've got NASCAR. Yeah. Car one. toys. Car the pros. better way to go. Spent a lot of time out at Car pros as well. Yeah. Another I could see you at car toys, Justin. I spent a lot of time at car toys. I could see you. Ten <laughs> sales. Uh-huh. Man, spent a lot of time at car quests as well. Of course you got Carter they, VW. They scooters too? Carter Subaru. <laughs> a couple of cars there. Yeah. Uh, right. We've got some music. It's not so often I yacht to replace that slot with what I once bought. Because somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. Sad for 21 Once? Pilots. Yeah, 21 Pilots. Yep. I've got uh, La Trim. We like the cars. The cars that go boom. We're T-Graph and funny and we like the boom. That's a throwback. Okay, that it wow. certainly is. That is a wow. throwback. We've got some Queen. I'm in love with my car. <laughs> of course. 
Snow Patrol. Brock, you might know this one. Snow Patrol doesn't get the water moving, but I would imagine you would really like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a Brock Heward band? That's okay. Okay. How about Rod the Bod? Rod Stewart and then his friends, the Rolling Stones. It feels like Mick just sort of ran out of stuff to sing about at that it point. Does. I got a brand new car. I'm going to write a stupid song about it. <laughs> Bruce has a song about a stolen car. It's a good one. Oh, he's, this is a moody Bruce. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's too much for me. How about uh, Brock, your river. favorite female rapper, Cardi B? Oh. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score. That's about all for we can play, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. You know this one? At the car wash. Now, isn't that the song? Doesn't that isn't that the uh, lead-in that they play at every like sporting event now? The clapping. Isn't that car wash? Is it? I think it is. I don't, I, wow. You know the little clapping thing that they play all the time? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I think that's car wash. Oh. I could be wrong. Uh, just outside the top five, Primus. Going through that. I saw, I saw them in concert accidentally once. Like I went, I went for other bands, and yep. I was like, what so, is this? That's literally what happened to me, except I, I didn't question what it was. I don't, Did you like them? I'm not a fan, no. Yeah, they're good. They're the fine. lead singer sounds like Steve Urkel to me. <laughs> but he's like arguably the greatest bassist of all time. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't he just, know that. He's pretty there. amazing. Less uh, Clayton. Nobody sounds course. like them. No, they don't. Uh, we do have... Cars are cars. Cars are cars by Paul Simon. Yeah, it's kind of a weak category. I'm not going to lie. What? Cars, the Pixar movie. We got some people, Brock. Three of them. Former Kiss drummer, Eric Carr. Former Michigan coach. Lloyd Carr. There you go. And, of course, brother of Derek. Mm-hmm. David Carr. David Carr. Yeah. Perhaps uh, with your tacos, Brock, you might like some... <laughs> Carnitas? Car- or carne asada. Even <laughs> both work. Of course, your friend Graham and... Carnation. There you go. Always yes. what? And then Saturday mornings, you would watch cartoons. Cartoons. There you go. Yeah. Nice. All right. You ready for the top five? I would hope so. Can't wait. <laughs> I would hope today you're ready for the top five. You get a fast car. Oh, yeah. I want to oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got it back. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Number number five, you play a little Tracy Chapman, Brock goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a fast Really go. funny reaction. Just fast, give me out of here. Number four. Your whole life is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Beastie Boys from Paul's Boutique. Car Thief. Number four. Number four. On our list of cars ranked. Complete that. I'm putting that ahead of fast cars. Yeah, I did. Oh, what, oh, what can I tell you? Since we left them out the other day with on holds, with hold it now hit it, I felt a little bad. So uh, they get they get bumped up a little okay. bit today. That's how it goes. Number three. Anything with the Beatles yeah. deserves to be on the podium for sure. It's gonna be in the top five. Yeah, they're usually gonna make it. Brock, do you have any uh, Carhartt in the closet? 
Uh, I was just wearing a uh, Carhartt stocking cap yesterday. Really? Very good. Very Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, very, just very warm. Keeps you very warm. All right, we got two left here. Number two, the cars. Yes. Any of those guys taller than 5'6"? I don't know how tall Rick Ocasek is. He doesn't seem that short to me. He's married to a model, right? Yeah. Rachel Hunter? I mean, so is like Mick Jagger. He's tiny. They Uh, don't care. That's right. (laughs) When you're a rock star, you can date women that are like a foot taller than you. Uh Huh. That's all you need to do is be a rock star and I could date really tall women. That's it. Rico Kasich is. It doesn't say on here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's <four>. unlisted <laughs> for a reason. He didn't want anybody getting to know how tall he is. Rachel Hunter, though, right? Isn't that who he was married to? Oh, no. Paulina Porskova. Sorry. Oh, Paulina. Nice job, Rico Kasich. Uh, that only leaves one, and I thought maybe instead of playing this music, I thought maybe we could all sing along. I'm going to guess if you've listened to the station for any amount of time, you know it. Maybe we could do a little sing-along for number one. Come on, Justin. Why don't you lead us? One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Oh, like everyone doesn't know it. Like everyone doesn't get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Like they haven't made like five different versions. Yeah, Billy Ocean's good too. Dude, where's my car? It's great. But one eight seven seven cars for kids. Don't That's number one right there. Today. Number one. I don't think this is going to be credit. a popular uh, decision mm. for hey, you guys. No. We're all, just like my dad said, any Sold publicity move. is good Stud publicity. Rebels. That's us. Justin, have a great time. Enjoy you. your trip. Uh, thank Betsy again for the beautiful flowers. Maybe when she comes back, we'll actually get to see her. We'll see. Hope she feels better. Yeah. Hope she gets off that respirator. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Man, give her a break. She brought you flowers. <laughs> yes. living into the salt, though. Yeah. It was Brock's joke. He's just not nice. He's too too nice to say it on the air. I know. All right, we got to run. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning. Stick around for Bump and Stacy. We'll see you at 6 a.m. Until then, the hay is in the barn barn. See you, everybody.